morning. Everybody stand up on your feet. Let's appreciate him and bless his name and say, Lord, we are truly grateful. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. Daddy, take all the glory. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Thank you for what you will do this morning. Take all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And say, Father, bless your people this morning. Give us the master key. Let the door of success be opened unto us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every word that will come out of my mouth, let it open doors. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate all of you for coming to church this morning. And I say the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. But I truly want to appreciate Ijobuke for leading that praise worship under a very tense situation. You know, I know the service was disrupted because the mic was not working. But you endure and you sang with all your strength. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. And crown you with more success and glory in the name of Jesus. As he was singing, I remember there was a brother in this church. Uh, that he came, the mic was not working well, he packed his things and left the church in the morning. We were doing praise worship. You were not hearing the sound of his instrument. His guitar to be precise. He packed it and left. And when he was going, they asked him, why are you leaving the church? He said, I cannot play under that sound, under that instrument. And that's how he left the church. But some of you, you have truly endured these uh, hmm, disruptions that is coming too many times that even at times we will be staying with the technical group to make sure the mic is uh, working well. If truly this is the headquarter of Jesus Church and the microphone is not working in Jesus' headquarter what will be happening in all the branches? That means there will be no light at all. <laughs> we have to increase our standard. Seriously. So I think we need a technical officer that will be in charge of the instrument on a full-time scale. You know, you can start everything in ministry on a part-time. But a time comes that some things cannot be done on a part-time. And to be honest with you, it has happened three times this week. On Wednesday, the light was off and we were helpless. We were looking for small gem, trying to make sure we use it. I was not sure whether on Friday the lighting was perfect. But even if the lighting was perfect, the microphone was not perfect. I was very sure of that. It was all. Uh, you did not even use mic at all, you see. So on Friday, during the Bible study, we did not even use it at all. You know, one other thing is that until you put somebody in charge of something, that thing will never work well. That is the truth. And that person has to report every time. Sound is important in the church. And I want to enjoy the flow of the anointing. You know, anytime this is not working, I want to live long. My blood pressure will be doing like this. And if you see me moving down, moving to the 
Aging side all the time. Everybody will be looking at me when I'm moving, when I'm coming, when I'm moving. So I'll be disorganizing the service. So somebody must be there. Seriously. That we do that work all the time. Maybe because he's been paid for it. That is the humble truth. Praise God. And uh, maybe if you know somebody you can recommend, they'll be in charge of technical groups. There are things that go on here that I don't even know at times. That people do report to me. I was just <coughs> checking the church toilets on Wednesday because Brad Victor, where is Brad Victor here? He's holding one of the keys. And I said, what is happening to the toilets? I discovered that the water is not flowing. And the toilet is new. Why is the water not flowing? They say one of the tap is points. Have you called the plumber? And nobody has called the plumber. They say they reported to either Topware or somebody. And that way they don't know. I say, I ah, know. You have to make sure that you fix it. And you know, people come to church on Sunday like this. You have just done the toilet. And maybe the toilet is not working within the week. Nobody's there to fix it within the week. Somebody must be in charge of the technical units. Every great church has somebody that is in charge of technical group, technical something. And even in student church that have pastor before, most time on a full-time scale. We can call them maintenance director. We can call them technical officer. He works department. He reports when things are not working. Not when we come to church and we not just see that they are not working. Somebody must be in charge and make sure that before we come here, everything is working. Praise God. You know, I said in the workers meeting that anytime things of one area of the department is not working well, it's because somebody, maybe one man, that's supposed to man that area is not there in that service. And by his grace, this month of open door, we will face it. I believe you are happy about that. You are not saying me very well. By his grace, we are going to face it. And uh, the mic will not stop again. By his grace, the lighting will not be disrupted again. By his grace, in the mighty name of Jesus. Because personally, I don't believe it is the devil. It's because we lack the preparation. This is Jesus' headquarter. So that other branch can copy us well. Praise the Lord. Come and shout hallelujah. If you know you are happy to be in church this morning, shout hallelujah. We are in the month of open door and I'm happy that doors will open for you. I'll be preaching on the topic I've tied to revelation that open doors. If God will open doors for you, God must first open your eyes to revelation from his word that open door. I've told you that this is a church that believes in the word. And when the word is open, doors must open. This morning, revelation will be open. And God will give you the revelation that opens door. The master key that opens door is the revelation of Jesus. And there are three important revelations that will open your eyes to. That will open doors for you in Jesus name. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8 says, I have opened, set before you an open door which no man 
can close. That door is open forever in the name of Jesus. I believe the door of revelation is open for you and no man will be able to shut it in the name of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19 to 20. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why is that important? Verse 18. So that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power. You are only going to know the power of God when the revelations of God are given to you. Are you listening to me this morning? May the Lord give you revelation that opens the door. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 say we all, not just the pastors, not just the choir, not just the minister, every one of us with open face beholding the glory of the Lord. We are being transformed into the same image by the spirit of the Lord from glory to glory. All of us must see revelation. That's what it means. Anytime we come to church, our eyes must be open to see revelation from him. We all. Somebody say we all. That's why I don't want anybody in this church to be distracted. It is all of us that are entitled to see it. Beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord, I change into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is not the whole testament. We have somebody read, every other people cover their faces. This is the New Testament where all of us must enjoy revelation. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 also says, The part of the just is like a shining light. So the part of the just is a part of revelation and the word of God. That is why you have to brace up and make sure that when God is opening your eyes to see wondrous things from his word, you must be able to see it and to understand it. There are three revelations that opens doors in life. Number one, the revelation of justification by faith in Christ. Justification by faith in Christ. The revelation of justification by faith in Christ. In John chapter 8 verses 1 to the end, talk about Jesus addressing an issue. Because beginning from verse 1 to verse 11, there was a story that was very unique. A woman was caught in the heart of adultery. And Moses in the law or in the Old Testament says, any woman that is caught should be stoned to death. And they brought the woman to Jesus. And I said, Jesus did four things. Two, he stooped down two times to write. And for two times also, he raises himself up to speak. Those are the dramatic things. The first time they were asking him, he behaved as if he did not hear. So he was writing. I believe he was writing the Old Testament with explanation and understanding. And after he has finished writing on the stone of the temple, he raises himself up to explain the revelation of what he has written. And what did he say? 
It is true that such should be stoned to death. But you can only stone that person to death if you have no sin. You don't just read part A of the scripture without understanding. People that are qualified to stone people are people without sin. So he said, is there anyone among you without sin? Let him do the stoning. That was the understanding of the whole testament that they did not understand very well. They just read one part and they carry stone. They want to say, say, no, 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 you are not qualified to stone until your life is completely pure. So they all left beginning from the eldest. Because the Bible says they were pricked by their conscience. He explained the Old Testament that under the Old Testament, nobody is qualified to punish another person. There is two down again to write. I believe by the time he stood down again to write, he was writing the New Testament. And when he raises up himself the second time to explain the New Testament, he said, Woman, where are your accusers? I said, excuse me. Were they the accuser or the law was the accusers? Whosoever that is interpreting the scripture of the whole testament is now the accuser. Where are your accusers? As no man condemn you, and the woman said, nobody. And Jesus now gave the interpretation of the New Testament. Neither do I condemn you. Go and say no more. What has he done? He has justified the woman by faith. Not by her works. If you don't know this revelation, you can never have peace. The effect of justification by faith is peace of mind. It is only those people that are justified by faith that enjoy peace on the earth. And there are so many Christians today, they live in fear, they live in error, they live in all manner of prayers because they don't believe that God can justify the ungodly. Romans chapter 3 verse 20 that we all quoted has verse 24. Look at what Romans chapter 20, Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says. Put it there for me. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. All have sinned. And what have we done? We have all come short of what? Hallelujah. But look at verse 34 that gives us the answer. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It is true that we all have sinned. It's also true that we have justification by grace in Christ Jesus. This is the revelation that guarantees peace. It is not sin consciousness that guarantees peace in the life of a believer. It is justification by faith that guarantees peace. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. And technical, listen, Romans chapter 5, verse 16. Romans chapter 5, verse 18. 16 to 18. And Romans chapter 5, verse 21. All in Romans chapter 5. But because of time, I don't want to go through all. I just want to see everything. Therefore, being justified by faith, what do we have? I can't hear you. What do we have? What do we have? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. I am not scared of God because I have been justified by faith. I have peace with God. When I sleep, I know God will wake me up. 
when I travel, I know I will reach my destination. I know my children will do well because when it comes to God, I have peace. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Verse 16. And not at his words by one man that sin, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. We're talking about Adam. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Even though you have committed so many sins, when you come to the Lord, you can be justified by faith. In other words, forgiven, your sins erased, and you live a life of righteousness in Christ. And I know as I'm preaching this, some of you are not getting it. And when you don't get it, the devil will corner you in your room and tell you that you can't pray to God and God answer because you are a sinner. You don't be able to lay claim to the justification that God has given to you. Jesus is the only sinless man when they brought the woman to him. Every other person left, including the disciples. Jesus was the only person standing, qualified to stone. But Jesus said, even me, I do not condemn you. Go and see no more. Justify the woman by faith. For if by one man's offense they trained by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace. And what? The gifts of righteousness shall do what? Shall reign by one in life. May you reign in the name of Jesus. People that are justified by faith have so many open doors in life. Can quote me anywhere. Once you enjoy the revelation of justification by faith, the Lord will open many doors unto you. Look at verse 19. Put on verse 19, then we go to 21. Quickly, quickly. Verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinner. So by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. So we are blessed today, not because of our efforts. We are blessed today because of Jesus' righteousness. So we are justified by our faith in him. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. We have three or four more on that, and I want us to be quick about it. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 1, quickly, quickly, verse 16 and 17. If you are there, you can put it there. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. What is the gospel? Justification by faith, that your sins can be forgiven. Look at it. For dear him in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. At is it written, the just shall live by faith. You are justified by believing in Christ. All right. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 and Romans chapter 4 verse 2 to 5 verse 6 to 8 talking about being justified by faith. Which one? Anyone you see? Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 Galatians chapter 3 verse 24 Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 and 21 and uh, we read finally Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 to 9. Anyone that you see because we have so many of them here Okay, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lived, lived in me. The life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not 
frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, justification that will be by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Righteousness come by faith. So we are justified by our faith in him. You are justified to be blessed. Somebody said last week, I didn't know I was preaching, but yeah, on Tuesday said, we deserve punishment in this nation. I say, I do not deserve punishment. I deserve blessing. I deserve grace. I deserve unmerited favor because of all that Jesus has done for me. Jesus made him sin who knew no sin so that I can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. You can never be justified to be blessed by your work. You can only be justified by the faith of Christ. Say, Pastor, I hear you. Romans chapter 4, verse 2 to 5, 6 to 8. And we are reading Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 to 9, and Galatians chapter 3, verse 21. You must come to a point that you know that your forgiveness and your gift of righteousness also have the key that will open doors for you in life. So you must be conscious of this. Very important. For if Abraham were justified by the work, he had something to glory, not before God. So even if you are saying that I'll be justified by my personal work, by my personal duty, where you can glory in your bedroom, but that will not attract any blessing from God because there is no flesh that can boast before him. That's what he's saying. You can't boast about your personal effort that will give you justification before God and think that thing will hand you blessing. That justification, that boasting, which is personal from the Lord, is in your pocket. It will not amount to any blessing. That's what he's saying. We are going to five. Quickly to five. To five. For what said the scripture? Our father Abraham believed God and was counted unto him for righteousness. For believing God, God said that he's righteous. Verse 4. Now to him that worketh is the word not reckoned to as grace, but a debt. If you work and they pay you, that is no longer grace. Look at verse 5. Verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for him for what? For righteousness. Number one thing that opens doors for you. Revelation is justification by faith in Christ. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 to 9. Galatians chapter 3 verse 24. Anyone that you see, Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 to 9. Ye doubtless you ye doubtless and I can't all things but lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the laws of all things, and do count them, but don't, that I may win Christ. How will you win Christ? Verse 9. And to be finding him, not having my whole righteousness. That's how to win all things. 
to be found in him not winning my own what? My own righteousness which is of the law. I do this. I don't do that. I don't want to be counting my own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. The highest place of faith is to believe God for your righteousness, not for things. Because when you believe God for your righteousness because of what Jesus has done, all of that doors will open for you. But when you stand before God and boast about your work, doors will be closed against you. Okay, what again? Galatians chapter 3 verse 24. Galatians chapter 3 verse 24. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Everything that you see that was practiced in Old Testament was to tailor us to a place whereby we will not be monitored. We are like children in high school. Touch not, sit not, move not, so that you can be successful. And I've told you before, every law is given to you to take you to a place where you can be free and be a mature adult. I don't know the people I was talking to. Maybe it was the student. When my daughter, the doctor now, when she was in secondary school, I seize her phone. I seize it with all my energy. Put it in the shocker of my car. She looked for it every day. She, she cried. I didn't give her. I said, so that you can pass jump. But I can't seize her phone now. Even when she's calling throughout the night and she's laughing, I said, sorry, yo. The law to seize her phone was a schoolmaster to make her successful. Now you know you are now successful. Use phone and carry and speak anytime you want to speak. And I don't check her phone again. What did you browse? What did you not browse? She will be 26 this February. Uh -huh. So if I'm checking her phone now, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have job. <laughs> that means I don't have job. The law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ so that we might be justified by faith. Revelation of justification by faith is the one thing that opens doors for you in life. So many people are still uh, children, you know, baby. They refuse to come to this level. And even when you ask them and say, come and lead us in prayer. They say, let us pray for all the sin we have seen, we have seen, we have seen, we have seen. They are much more sin conscious than justification by faith conscious. They are not righteousness conscious. And it's, it's only the righteous that has bold as a lion. Every blessing of God in the Bible is tied to the righteous. Oh Lord, you are going to bless the righteous. You will surround him with what? With favor like a sin. When you now say, I am a sinner, you disqualify yourself from the favor of God. You are not even expecting favor. All the sin that we know, all the sin that we don't know. And these are the things that people do repeatedly in churches, even today. Oluwa, Sanufuwa, Kiosiwa, Lokanpada, Kalikba, Ufi, Yima, Olon, Babalon, Mokbejet, Ami. They are not different from Muslim. They are not different because they never come to the understanding that the moment you believe in God like Father Abraham, 
your faith in Christ is accounted to you for righteousness. It's accounted for you for righteousness. Blessed is the man that the Lord will not impute iniquity. A man that is considered righteous is the man that is blessed. You must grow up to get to that consciousness before certain doors can be opened for you in life. You are limiting yourself because you don't believe that Jesus can justify the ungodly. A woman caught in adultery, Jesus said to her, I do not condemn you. Go and say no more. I give you the gift of righteousness to make yourself righteous. Not be righteous first before you can be righteous. God justified the unworthy, the one that is not righteous, and say, You are righteous. Now go and say no more. It's a revelation. Until you accept it and you understand it, that's where doors of mercy, doors of blessing will be opened unto you. Many people are not blessed because they cannot receive. They say, Me, oh, ah. If people say that I'm not a sinner, me, I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. The moment you say you're a sinner, you disqualify yourself from the blessing. You are accounted to be righteous because of Jesus. Your faith in Christ Jesus. That revelation is important. Very, very important. Number two revelation that opened doors for you is the revelation of your identity in Christ. You must know who you are in Christ. You are not a baby that does not know himself. I've told you this several times. If you take a two-year-old boy and you tell that a two-year-old boy and say, you are a girl. He said, ah, but mommy told me that I'm a boy. Shut up. You are a girl. You say, okay. If you say, I'm a girl. I'm a girl. If you go to everybody, pastor say, I'm a girl. Pastor say, I'm a girl. Pastor say, I'm a girl. But if you see President Tosi, And say, Tosi, why are you behaving like a woman? We leave movie shirt and fighting you. You will just smile and pass you. You don't know yourself. If people are deceiving me, I know myself. You must be conscious of your identity in Christ so that you can have confidence to face life. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus what? practically emphasizing the reason behind what he did. Because John chapter 8 verses 1 to 11 was the story of this woman caught in adultery. And it surprised everybody the conclusion of it. So in John chapter 8 verse 12 Jesus said again to them I am the light of the world. Nobody talked like Jesus. And the reason why nobody talked like him is because Nobody knows him more than himself. You cannot become anything in life until you know your identity in Christ. You have to know who you are in Christ. Jesus just did something like rubbishing the law of Moses to their faces. Chase them away. And where he's qualified to stone the woman, Jesus said, I forgive you. Go and say no more. And people are looking at him. What have you done? And Jesus said to them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. There are things that Jesus said that nobody has ever said it. For instance, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
will say again, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believe in me shall not die. Even if that person die, he will live again. Nobody talk like that. Jesus said, if you call them God, that have the word of God, how do you say I'm blaspheming when I say I am God? Have you not read in your law, he made them God until the scripture came and the scripture cannot be broken. He was so conscious of his identity that his enemies were always frustrated, infuriated, bitter against him. They say, we do not want to kill you because of the miracle that you do. But because you be a man, you are calling yourself God. Because anywhere he preaches, anywhere he go, he reveals his identity. It is your identity that opens doors for you. You must know who you are in Christ for you to excel. If you don't know who you are, you cannot excel. Can't excel. You must know who you are. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. And here... As long as he's a child, different not from a slave, though he be Lord of all. An apparent here cannot enjoy his inheritance until he has grown to recognize his identity. Who are you in Christ? I know some of you are good in so many things, but you don't even know who you are in Christ. And because you don't know who you are, you are like a baby tossed to and fro. They come to you here, they call you. In fact, there are some of you. If a prophet stands before you now, mention your name, you'll be shivering. Just mentioning your name. Your number, 080. Angel, tell me, tell me. 3019965. Man of God, major, major, prophesy. Because you don't know who you are. You are so important. In the heavenlies. That when they mention your name. All the demons shivers. Because they know you. Demons say concerning Paul. Paul I know. If so. If demons say I know Paul. Why would they not know Paul's name? Demons will know Paul's name now. Anybody can know your name. You are not an ordinary person. So you don't be surprised that somebody know your name. You should not be surprised. Not at all surprised. Why should you be surprised when you know your identity? Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Before you were in your mother's womb, I have known you. Before you have conceived, I have formed thee to be a prophet to the nations. That's what God says. And you must know yourself because if you don't know yourself, it will be a problem. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 27 says you are the body of Christ. The temple of the living God. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 to 20 says you are the temple of the living God. Temple of the living God. John chapter 3 verse 31 says you are from above. You are not from beneath. And he that is above is above them all. May you be above all in the name of Jesus. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 to 3 talking about your identity in Christ. Colossians chapter 3 Colossians chapter 3 verses 2 to 3 set your affection on things above not on things on the heart. Verse 3 for ye are dead and your life is hidden with Christ. Say my life is hidden with Christ. 
May you enjoy the blessing of God forever in Jesus' name. And um, First Peter chapter two verse nine says, "You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are called for the praise of Him to show forth His marvelous light." Somebody say, "Amen." Amen. Say, "I am a royal priesthood." I can't hear you. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his what? His marvelous light. And the Lord bless you mightily in Jesus' name. The material revelation that guarantee open door is revelation of the fatherhood of God. The revelation of what? The fatherhood of God. Jesus introduced God to us as a father. Because you cannot feel that you are loved until you believe that God is your father. If you believe that God is a far stranger, somebody that is far from above, you can never feel loved. And if you don't feel that you are a child of God, you can never claim inheritance. Somebody can claim inheritance if you don't believe that God is your father. John chapter 1 verse 2 says, those who that believe in him, he gave them power to become what? The son of God. Say, God is my father. I am an heir with Christ. I am entitled to God's blessing. Because I believe in God, I am an heir of God. And here with Christ. Three revelations that guarantee blessing. Number one, justification by what? Number two is what? Your identity in what? Revelation of your identity in Christ. Number three is what? Okay, quickly, quickly, let's turn to this Bible. First Peter 3, verse 9, you have been called to inherit. Hebrew chapter 1, verse 2. Jesus is the heir of all things. Hebrew chapter 1, verse 2. Ephesians, write it down. Ephesians chapter 1, make sure you write it down. Verse 5 and 6, he has made us a heir of God and he has accepted us in the beloved. Galatians chapter 4, verse 20. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. Anyone you see, I can just read it quickly. Okay, where do you see? Verse 4, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. Not verse 20. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. But when the fullness of time come was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Why? And because you are now son, God has set forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, that no more what? I can't hear you. But what? And if you are a son, you are what? Every blessing of Christ, may you enjoy it on heart in Jesus' name. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 very quickly Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 17 okay and if you be Christ if you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's seed and if you become Abraham's seed you are his according to the promise you become a beneficiary of God's promise none of the promise of God will fail in your life in Jesus name Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 to 17 say God is my father I'm entitled to his blessing. Some of you are not even talking. Say, God is my father. If God is not your father, you cannot gain access to the promises of God. Okay, Romans chapter 8. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. We are going to 17 quickly. 
For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we call what God? Daddy God. The spirit self bearing witness with our spirit that we are what? Children of God. God is our father. If children, then what? Hears. Hears of God and joins here with Christ. So, so be that we suffer with him that we might also be glorified together. May you enjoy your inheritance in the name of Jesus. As children of the Father, you are entitled to inheritance. You need the fatherhood of God. You have to call God as your father. So you are not scared of him. You are running towards him. Each time God calls you, you run towards him. Daddy, 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 daddy. Daddy, my daddy, my God, my daddy, my father. Jesus is the one that gave us the revelation of God as his father. He will say, I and my father, we are one. Hallelujah. Is God your father? Is God your father? Is God your father? If God is your father, then you are blessed. Why are you blessed? You have a rich father. If you have a rich father, you cannot be a poor kid. The blessing of God will come to pass in your life. Three revelations that open door. Justification by faith. Identity in Christ. And the fatherhood of God over your life. Rise over your faith. Let's rise over and say, Lord, I thank you that you are my father. Go ahead and say it and say those things. Go ahead and thank him and say, Lord, thank you because you are my father. And because you are my father, I cannot be harassed by my enemy. Because you are my father, you will protect me. Because you are my father, you will bless me. Because you are my father, you will take care of me. If children, they hears, hears of God, joint ears with Christ according to the promise. If I'm a child of God, I cannot suffer loss. This year is my year. How can God allow his son to be suffering? I cannot suffer. I will enjoy absolute provision. God is my daddy. And if God is my daddy, he will take care of me. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a son of God. And being a child of God, he will protect me. He will bless me. He will help me. He will favor me. In the name of Jesus. From glory to glory. Ah, in the name of Jesus, I will enjoy the honor of my father in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. One of my one of my mentor by name, Pastor Umak Pai, said he has a daughter that was going in Lagos, and because she was carrying some money, the police stopped her and said to her, What is your name? What's your identity? Then she mentioned her name. And they said, it's a lie. We have to pull a call to Uyo to confirm that you are the daughter of Magpai. And she said, why? They said, because you can't be the daughter of Magpai and be checking. You can't. We don't believe that the daughter of Magpai will be in a bus. It's not possible. He said, why? He said, because your father will hear about your father. In Lagos, not even Uyo. In Lagos, not in New York, we heard so much about your father. Your father is very powerful and very rich. And she called the daddy. And the daddy confirmed 
and say, okay, give her the gift of a car. The second applied to an oil company in River State. I introduced herself as Uma. So I said, are you related to Uma Upai? I said, yes. They said, okay, you have your job. You have an official car. You have this. He said, Daddy, I don't know you are this powerful. I just introduced myself and he said the interview has finished. I'm just trying to tell you how the fatherhood of God can bring blessing to your life. Once your name is mentioned with God, you are entitled to honor and blessing. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I will never suffer again. God is my father. Every blessing of God, I will enjoy them. In the name of Jesus, I will enjoy them. I believe my father will take care of me. God is my father and he will take care of me. In the name of Jesus. If you are genuinely born again and God is your father, say, Daddy, I know you are hearing me. I know you are rich. I know you are blessed. I know that all things belong to you. And I will enjoy them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, I am not confused. I know my identity in Christ. I know who I am in Christ. I am the light. I am the salt of the earth. I am a blessing. I am a plus. I cannot be caused. In the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead and decree your identity. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am the light. I am meant to shine. And I'm going to shine. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I know my identity in Christ. I know my identity in Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. Father Abraham was childless. And God said to him, You are not just Abraham, you are Abraham. Because I have made you fathers of many nations. Not fathers of children, no. Fathers of what? many nations and he was old I say even your wife she shall be called mothers of nations that's what I've done say change your identity call yourself by what I call you go and look at the sky of heaven if you can count the stars and the dust the sand beside the sea that's the way you be able to count your children and the Bible says, Father Abraham, believe God and change his name. This morning, believe what God says about you. Don't say, I am poor. Don't say, we that we are poor. Don't say that. If God did not say that you are poor, except God revealed to you and say, you are poor. You are among the poor. In the That's why I say, we that we are poor. Call yourself by the name that God called you. God called Father Abraham and said to him, in blessing, I will bless you. And I will make your name great. Anyone that bless you shall be blessed. Anyone that causes you shall be caused. Through you, I will bless all the nations of the heart. Question. A man that God said will be a blessing to the earth, can he lose his job? And tell me now, if they sack a man that is a blessing to the whole world, will he be crying? He can't cry because he's a blessing. 
Wherever he stepped is a blessing. If for any reason he's walking under you, he's blessing you. He's blessing you. So if you ask him to go, you carry blessing, go. You are the reason behind every beautiful thing that is happening. A man that is blessed, that God is using to bless an organization, can never lose his job. You must carry a revelation of who you are. I said to myself, I can never lose my job. My job can only lose me. I can never because I'm called to be a blessing to my world. I am not a minus. I am a plus. Wherever I step is blessed. You are a blessing in this church because you are called to bless your world. You are not a minus. So everywhere you go, anyone that blesses you, they are blessed. Anyone that causes you, they are caused. Because through you, the world will be blessed. Raise your right hand to heaven. Say, I know who I am. I am a blessing. I am not a cause. I am an asset. I am not a liability. I'm in this world to bless the world. I'm in my family as a blessing. I'm in Abundant Grace Church as a blessing. I am a blessing. I know my identity in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, go ahead and begin to decree. I am a blessing to my family, blessing to my wife, blessing to my children, blessing to Abundant Grace Church. Nobody can resist a giver. I am a giver. So I am irresistible. I am irresistible. Wherever I step, I bring joy. I am a blessing. That is why I must be loved. I am a blessing to my world. I am a plus to my generation. I am a blessing. I am a blessing. I, I know my identity in Christ. I am a blessing. And because I am a blessing, I will operate as somebody that is a blessing. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The blessing of Father Abraham is that he is a blessing. He is a blessing. When he pray, God answer. When he move, God move. Wherever I step, is blessed. Wherever you go today, is blessed in Jesus' name. And number three is justification by faith. If God says that you are righteous, then you are righteous. Stop confessing sin all the time. It shut the door against you. When you wake up in the morning, thank God for your righteous status. Father, thank you for making me righteous. As I'm going today, Lord, I thank you. If somebody said that you are stupid, say thank you. That's why God made me righteous. Because he justified the ungodly. Hallelujah. You don't need to have any proof for anybody that you are smart. You don't need it. The God that justified the ungodly will glorify you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You may look so innocent and stupid. But because the wisdom of God is on you, very soon your glory will be announced. Everybody will know that you are blessed. Amen. But you are not justified by your work. You are not made only by your character. You are made only because Jesus died for you. And because Jesus died for you, he has accepted you in the beloved. He has pronounced blessing upon you. Because when he looks at you, he does not condemn you. He justifies you and brings blessing upon you. Paul says, 
I will not boast in the works of the law. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, I will not boast in my work of the law. I would rather boast in the righteousness of Jesus. I am made righteous because of Jesus. And because of Jesus, I deserve to be blessed. 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 Because Jesus gave me his righteousness, I deserve to reign on the heart. I will reign on the heart. I'm going to reign on the heart. I will excel on the heart. Because Jesus qualified me and justified me, the ungodly. When I travel, I will return safely. No evil will happen to me. Because no evil will happen to the righteous. Favor will surround me like a shield. Favor will answer to me. Favor will give me blessing. What other people are struggling to get, I will not struggle to get it. Because favor surround me like a shield. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am righteous by faith. I am righteous by faith. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I have quoted Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 to 21 several times. When you get home this week, read the entire book of Galatians. It will help you. Read it. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. What is the grace of God? You are righteous. That's the grace of God. It does not matter what people say. God says you are righteous. And when you are righteous, you are blessed. Put out on Romans chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. Romans chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. He said, Blessed is the man that the Lord has blessed with the gift of righteousness. Put it there, let me see. Saying, Blessed are those whose iniquity are forgiven, whose sins are covered. You are blessed. This week you are blessed. This week your journey is blessed. This week your sleep is blessed. This week your children are blessed. This week your home is blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed is the man at all time. The man to whom the Lord will not impute in. Say I am blessed. At all time. In my life I am blessed. In January I am blessed. In June I am blessed. In December I am blessed. Beginning of the month I am blessed. Middle of the month I am blessed. Any of the month I'm blessed. On Sunday I'm blessed. On Monday I'm blessed. On Tuesday I'm blessed. On Wednesday I'm blessed. In the morning I am blessed. In the afternoon I am blessed. In the evening I am blessed. At all time I am blessed. Because the Lord has given me his righteousness. Stand up on your feet. Never you start your prayer with all the sin that I have seen. And my prayer is a sign of ignorance. You are trying to establish your own righteousness. Thinking that your sins will be forgiven. Anytime you pray for forgiveness before you start a prayer. If we say we do not sin. We deceive as say True. If you have not given your life to Christ. If you have not given your life to Christ. And you are giving offering. Or you are giving tithe. Your offering will not make you righteous. Your confession of sin every time also does not make you righteous. 
what makes you righteous is that you believe that Jesus died for you. Repent once and start following him. Not every time you pray and ask God, oh, we are sinned. It's a sign that you are a perpetual failure. Can't live above sin. That's what souls. It's a sign that you are a perpetual failure. I have told you, the prayer of the righteous, they are effective. Why are they effective? They are always short and prayed and straightforward. Straight to the arrow. A righteous man does not parambulate. A righteous man pray an effective prayer because they are very straightforward and very sharp. Those are the prayer of Jesus. Where do you see Jesus in the Bible? When he wants to talk to God, he say, Father, I want to pray to you all the sins I've committed. There was no once that he said that. Not even beside the tomb of Lazarus. So where do you copy your own? When I'm traveling on a journey, Father, I thank you for this morning. As I'm traveling, this journey is safe, peaceful, and pleasurable. In Jesus' name, I pray. I will return soon. I must return. Because the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availed much. Not by my work, but by the work of Jesus, I'm righteous. If you call Jesus sinner and nail him to the cross, he should call me righteous. Allow me to enjoy my life on heart. Yes, that's what it means. You are not righteous because of your work. And you are not a sinner because you commit sin. You are a sinner first that commits sin. A sinner is a professional. Like Jesus said, your father, the devil, lies at all times. Because lies come out of him. He said, that is his person. A liar lies naturally. In fact, he does not need to think about it. That is a natural way of a sinner. A righteous man also behaves righteously. Not because of what he does. Because righteousness is in him righteousness has been put to him. So, acting righteously is very easy for him. It's very easy for him. You are a sinner because sin, the seed of sin is in you. The one that commits sin lives in you. You are righteous because the righteous one dwells in you and help you to live a righteous life. The righteous is not judge. It's not judge. Yet he judges all things. The spirit that is in him lead him. Once you are under the leading of the Holy Spirit, you are not under the laws. That's why I don't think that you are pure with God because you have done this or you have done that. You are pure with God because you are listening to his voice. And he's directing you at all times. But you can't say, God lead me to go and marry second wife. Or God lead me to go and do this. You can't say that because the one that is in you is also the seed of righteousness. It's Christ that is in you. He's the one that is speaking to you. And to be seen by everybody that God is speaking to you. But if you are set by faith, when you give your life to Christ, that you have been made righteous, Living a righteous man's life will now become very easy.
you don't struggle with sin again because you believe who you are. You say to yourself, I am above this thing. I am above these things. I am above this thing. Sin will not have dominion over you because you are under the influence of righteousness. Righteousness will become your garment. Sin will smell. It will not be attractive to you. Because you are dead to sin. A righteous man lives a holy life because righteousness is in him. A sinner lives a sinful life because the seed of sin is inside him. Everything that lost for sin in your life, may they die today. And this thing is very, very easy. All you have to know is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and know you cannot be righteous by your effort. If you have a good starting point, you will finish well. But if you start wrongly on a religious note, I don't know who you are trying to impress. Because a lot of you, you just join church. You are not born again. You are behaving like us. You are tying scarf. You are clapping hand. You are singing. You are leading praise worship. You are doing a lot of things. My friend, that is not the foundation of righteousness. Foundation of righteousness that you must be genuinely born again. Many people join us now that are not born again. That's why they struggle with sin. What we carry is not in you. If it's in you, you behave like us. And when sin is coming, we will tell you, we that we are mature, we tell you, we tell you, say ye, this on a tongue by be honest to be yourself. Don't do this way. Don't live a gabby gabby life. This road you are going. We'll be warning you because we know that's a part of lie. Part that I want to impress. Part that I want to lie. We're telling you, be careful. Can't you see that that thing will lead you to lie? And when you are somebody that carries the seed of God, you quickly repent. Ah, daddy, I'm sorry. I think I want to impress people. They say, no, don't impress anybody. God is not fool and he's not impressed by anything that you do. Be yourself. And before you know it, your life will be getting better. Beginning from today, you no longer struggle with sin. Under the grace of God, God will empower you to live holy. In the mighty name of Jesus. And when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Raise your two hands to heaven. I surrender my life to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, lead me at all time. Don't let me go into error. I am your son. Lead me. Lead me in the path of righteousness and help me to stay pure. When you are warning me, help me to listen to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. All eyes closed. If you have never done this before, say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to the Lord Jesus. I believe you died for me so that I might live a good life. Lord, help me to live a good life. Write my name in the book of life. Forgive me my sin and make me a righteous person. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you pray that prayer, you are now born again. Come on, shout hallelujah. Please be seated. God bless you.